Our meditation for this Palm Sunday is on our Gospel reading, Matthew chapter 26. We will read it as the homily is preached. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. As Lutherans, we hear quite a bit about the Protestant soli, the solas, the three that chiefly come from Lutheranism are sola scriptura, sola fide, and sola gratia. Scripture alone, faith alone, grace alone. But there are five soli in the other two, solus Christus and soli Deo Gloria, are doctrinal. They are biblical, and our reading for today is one big meditation on solus Christus. What does solus Christus mean? Christ alone. Christ alone is your savior. Christ alone is your intercessor. Christ alone is the only way for you to be saved. But in our gospel text today, the entirety of Matthew chapter 26 we do also learn that Christ alone entails quite a bit of isolation on the part of our Lord. Let us begin in the first verse. For Christ knew that he would be alone. When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, You know that after two days the Passover is coming, and the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. But they said, Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar among the people. Our Lord Christ knew that he alone would be the one to be crucified. And as he says this, the priest, who ought to have been bowing at his feet, worshipping our Lord, they were planning to kill him. No real help from the religious establishment. Yet not only does our Lord Christ know that he alone will go through this on our behalf, only he is anointed for the atonement itself this special task. He is the only individual in history ever assigned to this, as we read beginning in the sixth verse. Now when Jesus was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at table. And when the disciples saw it, they were indignant, saying, Why this waste? For this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. Truly I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. 
Nobody else in history has ever been anointed for burial on account of what they would do for all of humanity. But our Lord Christ is anointed for such because he alone is faithful to do it. Beginning in the 14th verse, Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him thirty pieces of silver. And from that moment he sought an opportunity to betray him. Now on the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus, saying, Where will you have us prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says my time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. And as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. And they were very sorrowful and began to say to him, one after another, Is it I, Lord? He answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray me. The Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, You have said so. Now, we can cast judgment upon Judas all we want, and it is rightful to do so. He was a scoundrel. But Judas was an active traitor, while the other apostles, we understand, were passive traitors, fleeing, denying. Judas is merely the front man for what every apostle ended up doing he did most egregiously. Yet, these things had to happen, for Christ alone is the new covenant. In the verse 26 onward, Now as they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. These things had to take place, or else there would be no new covenant. But we must realize that our Lord Jesus is the new covenant, and no one else can be. No saint, with all their collected merits, no church father, no apostle, and not even Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus, can take this place. Christ alone is the new covenant. And we are reminded of this fact whenever we celebrate the Eucharist. But he knew that this is not exactly a pleasant thing to go through, for Christ alone knows his isolation. Verse 30, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Then Jesus said to them, You will all fall away because of me this night. 
For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter answered him, Though they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this very night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, Even if I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all the disciples said the same. Could any one of these apostles have known just how alone our Lord Jesus was? How alone he felt? They did not perceive, and nor could they permit themselves to understand, how isolated our Lord Christ would be on that day when he was crucified. They had no clue. But as it turns out, all of his friends would abandon him. The entirety of the religious superstructure in Jerusalem that ought to have been worshipping him would instead conspire to kill him. All of his enemies would stand around him and cackle that day when he was crucified. There is nobody that has gone through a loneliness like our Lord Jesus. But he alone is strong enough to do it. From verse 36, Then Jesus went with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And taking with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, he began to be sorrowful and troubled. Then he said to them, My soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch with me. And going a little farther, he fell on his face and prayed, saying, My father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said to Peter, So could you not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, for the second time, he went away and prayed, My father, if this cannot pass, unless I drink it, your will be done. And again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. So leaving them again, he went away and prayed for the third time, saying the same words again. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Sleep and take your rest later on. See, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. But even our Lord Christ, having a human nature that railed in every instinct of self-preservation against the knowledge of having to go to the cross, he alone was strong enough to say, let's go. Let's do this. Where we sinners are so weak that we cannot stop our favorite sins on our own account, by our own strength, our Lord Christ willingly powered through every temptation to stop what he was doing, to deliver us from those sins, and to pay the penalty for them. He alone is strong enough. But that means going up against the wicked, and he alone faces them. From verse 47, 
While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Seize him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi, and he kissed him. Jesus said to him, Friend, do what you came to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. Then Jesus said to him, Put your sword back into its place, for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then should the scriptures be fulfilled that it must be so? At that hour Jesus said to the crowds, Have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day I sat in the temple teaching and you did not seize me, but all this has taken place that the scriptures of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. We might note here that not only does Christ alone face the wicked, he insists on doing this alone. From verse 57, Then those who had seized Jesus led him to Caiaphas the high priest, where the scribes and the elders had gathered, and Peter was following him at a distance. As far as the courtyard of the high priest and going inside, he sat with the guards to see the end. Now the chief priests and the whole council were seeking false testimony against Jesus that they might put him to death. But they found none, though many false witnesses came forward. At last two came forward and said, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that these men testify against you? But Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. Jesus said to him, You have said so. But I tell you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witnesses do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, he deserves death. Then they spit in his face and struck him, and some slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who is it that struck you? Our Lord Christ alone faced these wicked men. And ultimately, he was left alone, to die alone for our sins. From verse 69, Now Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard, and a servant girl came up to him and said, You also were with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I do not know what you mean. And when he went out to the entrance, another servant girl saw him, and she said to the bystanders, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, he denied it with an oath. I do not know the man. After a little while, the bystanders came up and said to Peter, Certainly you too are one of them, for your accent betrays you. 
Then he began to invoke a curse on himself and to swear I do not know the man, and immediately the rooster crowed. And Peter remembered the saying of Jesus, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. Even after the fact. Even after our Lord Christ was captured. Even after everybody had fled, the very moment and opportunity to shore up some sort of defense, some sort of public witness that this is the Christ St. Peter denies him. For indeed, Christ alone, solus Christus, only he can be our Savior. And it took this kind of loneliness and pain to be the only one that saves us. This is the Gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.